Eagle looking great. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. I am your ultimate host, Anthony. I am the penultimate host, Christopher. Hi, Christopher. Hello, Anthony. I uh, I want you to know that I spent several minutes, and by several minutes, I mean like two minutes, trying to come up with a, a Tuvix name for us. Mm. And all I got was Anthus, and it was not good. Well, I think Chrysanthemum. There needs to be a... Apostrophe in there somewhere. I think Chris Anthony is a real name. So well, that, that doesn't that kind of like ruins the whole bit, doesn't yeah. it? If it's like a real name, Kerwaffle, Kerwaffle, Waff, Waff, Boss, Wafter, 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 Wafter. Excellent, excellent start. How you were uh, you were telling me uh, before we? Oh, there we go, Crantony. Why why'd you drop the H? That's where the that's where the apostrophe goes. Crantony, yeah. right? Crantony. Crantony. Like, like so? We add an apostrophe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is both our Tuvix name and our, our uh, celebrity dating name. <laughs> awesome. I'd like to change the subject for just <sighs> yeah, a moment. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, we, we don't, do we have a subject right now? So uh, I, uh, I had an event this past weekend yeah. where I invited a bunch of people who I thought were my friends uh, and some of those friends showed up, and then the rest, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're on my Dunzo list. So, is it? Uh, did you do that thing where you never invite anyone to anything, but then you're like, oh, this is something they're obligated to come to, uh, and no, so you invite them then? No, people said they would come, and then they didn't. Mm-hmm. So they're on my Dunzo list. If you never replied, or you said you weren't going to go, you know, yeah. you're still really did because to me in a different way. Because um, I recall that I told you that I wasn't coming, and then you told me I'd be on your Dunzo list, so I showed up. Yeah. And then you abandoned me with your father-in-law. What? Is that I'm not so, what is, happened? I don't remember that. What are you talking about? I just, was that not him? I thought that was your father-in-law. Who? What What are you talking about? I, I can't make words any more clear. <laughs> when did this happen? But he, he was there, correct? Uh, I My father-in-law was present, yes. And you introduced him to me. Yeah. And then you said, you got this. And walked away, and then you went, and then you took everyone else that was there and went inside. I don't remember the context, and it was just me, <laughs> one other guy whose name I can't remember, and your father-in-law outside sweating playing cornhole. I don't remember that. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, you know what though? Now uh, we're Dunzo, Christopher. F- speaking of Dunzo, so uh, my my dad was like, "Hey, I got a great idea for the for the kids' mm-hmm. room with like a nightlight." So he. Apparently he bought these. I don't know if you've ever seen these before. Are, do they like mount? What is that? It's like a oh, little. Okay. It's like the 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 GE cheap version of the those tiles, like the triangle tiles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, those are cool, Dad. I'm totally stealing them from my room. <laughs> Kid doesn't know. He doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Kid has no idea. And it, I just. It was really. I felt like I was like 12 or 10 again, where my dad would come home and be like, oh, look at this cool thing I have for the house. Oh no! This cool thing you have for me—the mm. sixty-four is going into my room, sisters. Oh. <laughs> did they really? Did they care? Yeah, man. Mario sixty-four is a great game. It is, but I mean, six months later—is it? Did they really? I don't know. Oh. Uh, you're really gonna? So, okay. Look, we've spent enough time not talking about Star Trek. Uh, Mario sixty-four is great. There are better games on that system. Facts, hard facts. Look, man. Uh, like Star Trek Quest Lord sixty-four. <laughs> Mm. No. no, 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 definitely no. not. 
definitely not. It's okay. It's okay. It is Star Trek Day. It is Star Trek Day. It's the anniversary. Uh, they released a really cruddy 22-minute-long promo video that I'm, I'm fairly certain is made up of like two bits they recorded and, and some host stuff they recorded all before the strikes and then had plans. To, hopefully, they had plans to add on to it because it was very lackluster. Uh, the only thing they really announced is the super short tracks. Uh, of which they've released the first one already. It's like less than, it's like three minutes and 24 seconds on YouTube. Little animated thing. It's an homage. It's like the 50th anniversary of uh, Star Trek, the animated series. So they're doing Mm. a bunch of non-canon stories uh, in that, uh, in that art style. And, um, yeah, uh, I can't name a more iconic duo. Something, maybe something about Kathleen Kennedy and LucasArts uh, films. I, I don't know. Um, but you got a good point. Uh, you know, of course, and they they double they uh, they mentioned the new movie that's coming out next year, or and the new show that's, or I think next year, a and movie? the new show. Yeah, there's like a direct to TV movie coming uh-huh. with characters you you don't know because you you refuse to watch new track. Oh, I just um, forget. <laughs> it's really all it is. Yeah. It's like, man, I should watch Discovery. I'm hungry. Let's <laughs> I'm get some hungry. dinner. <laughs> Jesus, you know you can eat, you can eat and watch TV at the same time. In fact, most people do that. Like a lot, not most, but a lot of people do that. What? Yeah. You can make your food, take it to the living room, turn on Paramount (laughs) Plus or Plex, however you're watching it. Watch it any way you can. Any way you can. (laughs) Any way you can. Look, not only is it Star Trek Day and a very lackluster one at that, but last night was the premiere, uh, or yesterday, I should say, was the premiere of Star Trek Lower Decks Season 4, and they dropped two episodes on us, Chris. I was not prepared. I was ready to. Uh, I was ready to record one episode. I had. We had a schedule. We we're going to record something on Friday. Recording something not Star Trek related tomorrow. Uh, we're going to release our our Ninja our final Ninja Turtles uh, episode on Monday, and then they went and released two episodes. So, would you say that they uh, dropped a deuce on us? I, I wasn't going to say that, but now I feel like I have to. Yes, they dropped a deuce on us. Are you just bringing back the Upper Deckers joke <laughs> from three years, four years ago? When was that? Three years ago? I don't know. I don't know. They, all, they all stream together, man. They all stream yeah, together. Yeah, sure they do. So yeah, have they? I don't remember them doing that with the previous seasons, right? They did. Well, they did it for, I think, did Strange New Worlds drop two episodes at once? Now I'm going to have to look it up. I don't know. Um, they did overlap some se- seasons, like different shows, different Star Trek shows, which was annoying. Uh, but uh, but as far as um, like dropping multiple episodes at once, no, Lower Decks has never done that. Um, hey, Steph Straw Games. Hello, how are you doing? And then we do that. Um, <laughs> like like you, you said to name a better duo. Uh, than than Paramount and ignoring Star Trek. I think it's uh, podcast streams or posts and promoters who think that we're going to actually catch the, like like fall for their bait. Uh, okay, let's let's talk let's talk lower decks. First of all, look how do you feel about this poster? Uh, I just Boimler's eyes follow me around the room. <laughs> just he's always <laughs> he's it? always watching me. Is it? <laughs> Uh, what are they? All, where are they? Is that a where? That, where are they? Is that, is that all? Is that all Vulcan? Uh, it's is not it too much water for Vulcan. You think so? This might be Cardassia. I don't know. You think it's Cardassia? I don't know. That's not Cardassia. It's not enough. I don't court, know. There's not enough courtroom drama. I'll, I do see a badgie in the bottom left corner, uh, in the middle there. Uh, we see the 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 mysterious ship. 
Uh, I just, I really like the, the kind of the homages, the homage to like last season's poster was an homage to Star Trek three. And now we're getting a, an homage to Voyage Home and Star Trek four. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm assuming you watched the opening credits or yes. the opening theme at least once. Yes. Yes. And you caught the, the whale probe mm-hmm. in the middle of the Borg fight, uh, which was great. But as they are, uh, as that scene is progressing and they zoom, they actually zoom out a bit more and there's a bunch of blank space all around that fight. And I'm like, Oh, okay. They're about to fill in all of this. Um, I, I was not expecting us to, let's, let's just dive right in to Tuvix, the episode one spelled T W O V I X. Um, we get a blurb. Blurb me. Blurb me. The Cerritos Ensigns must assist a caretaker on the voyage of a historically significant starship. This is sitting at an 8.4 out of 10 with 180 ratings-ish. I'm sure it's going to continue to go up in, uh, in votes and down in the ratings, as is the way. Um, so I-, I was not expecting a Voyager-themed episode right out the bat. Like, out the gate, full Voyager. Just 100% Voyager references they did Deep Space Nine uh, last season or what have you, but it was like in the middle of the season. There was kind of some build up to it. You, I think, are the bigger Voyager fan uh, than I am. Are, they, are you laughing at side effect? No, I'm laughing at you. Um, I've, I've probably seen as many episodes of Deep Space Nine as I've seen Voyager, which is two seasons. Yeah. You, so. Don't you have a cat named after a character? I do have a cat named Janeway, yes. Fake fans. Okay, so have you seen the Tuvix episode? No, but I know what it is. Okay, just take the floor, Chris. What did you think? How'd you feel? What'd you laugh at? Um, I mean, uh, as a young adult, um, I've been on more than one historical naval warship. Yeah. Like, I I visited the USS Lexington. Mm. I've been on the Iowa, I think is what it's called. That's the one from Battleship, right? Um, The movie. (laughs) Yes, um, yes, and I've been is. on the the USS Constitution. Um, and as a child, I was uh, I was on the the USS Kurtz as a missile frigate. Um, only like one of them was not a museum, but like all the like, of course, you know, if they're going to have a living museum of a of a starship, like <laughs> they would include all um, all of the uh, like ridiculous things that happen. Oh yeah, like like during its missions. Uh, Steph Shaw Games, if you don't know anything about the movie Battleship, I feel sorry for you. Um, the From what I understand about Tuvix, the character, is is a real person. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a hotly debated item within the Star Trek fandom. Um, that there's people that believe that Captain Janeway murdered a, he, murdered a sentient being. Um who didn't ask to be alive, right? Like no one, no one wants, no one asks to be here. You just kind of show up. Sure. Um, and uh, there's a lot of, you know, I, I don't know what side of the debate you fall on. Mm. I don't necessarily believe that that's murder. You know, he was a, an abomination of a, of everything that's right and, you know, holy in the universe. He deserved Are you calling to, Neelix right and holy? He deserved to die. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that, I mean, is, is Thomas Riker, I mean, like, Oh, it's a little different, but it's a little different. I don't know. Well, I think, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know where I fall on that debate? Yeah, that's why I asked you the question. Like, uh, did she, was, should she have murdered him? Should she have murdered Tuvix to get back 
her other, the other two people who also did not ask to die or to cease existing as they were. Uh, 100%. Uh, without hesitation, should have done it right away. Should have been the world's shortest episode. Should have been a super short trek. Uh, we would have been we would have been going. However, in in breaking Tuvix up, she brought Neelix back to the crew, <laughs> and Neelix wasn't going to get good for some more seasons, several more seasons. Uh, so I I you know I have mixed feelings about the whole thing. I that's, like, that's where I fall on it. I kind of like Neelix. Like he's such a like. Like in the first four episodes, he's like he pulls like the fastest fast one like I've ever seen anyone ever do in Star Trek. Yeah. It's great, uh, but we're not here I'm to talk still, about. No, Voyager. I'm still yeah. kind of confused about whether or not Janeway knew that he was conning the, his way onto the <laughs> ship or not. Like I can't tell if she's like, yeah, he's trying to he's trying to con us, but I'm I'm smarter than him and we'll figure it out, or if she's actually being conned. <laughs> I rewatched it last year. I have no idea. I have no clue. But that's like you're right. That's a different episode. Um, well, I feel. I feel like this. A lot of this is going to be lost on you. Like I feel like some of the more meme stuff you're going to know, right? Like I'm sure you recognize this, the robot salamanders, because uh, that's meme to hell. Um, nope. Nope. Nothing. Oh my god! I need a new. Okay, who in the chat wants to be my new, <laughs> my new co-host? Um, who's in? I, you just I, raise I, a hand. No one is willing to put up with you as long as I have. So, um. Christopher. <laughs> <sighs> This episode was hilarious. Uh, as you as you said, uh, as they said in the show, it's Voyager. Shit got freaky. Uh, you have microviruses. You have an evil clown that's the personification of fear. Uh, you have uh, the black and white, like Captain Chaotica or whatever his name was uh, from their, their holodeck adventures. Uh, you have uh, Captain Janeway's uh, holodeck lover from old Ireland or whatever that was. I thought... For a second, uh, like I didn't know, I was like, is that the candle ghost? No, it's not the candle ghost. <laughs> it's the same, not the same vibes at all. Uh, not really. Although when she when she first meets him on the holodeck, she's like attracted to him, and then she goes and modifies him in the like uh, in the program to like make him a little smarter and whatnot, and deletes his wife. She's that's a famous <laughs> line. She goes, delete the wife. Uh, and so as he's like washing, he's a bartender, so he's washing the console on the bridge, and he's like, oh, I miss my wife. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um that's good that's it's really really good no the little salamander things that are on display um i i'm not gonna explain that to you chris I'm, you're Please just gonna help. have to watch the episode it is ridiculous uh okay yeah well you'll just have to watch that it, you don't even have to have context for it it's it's good um the thing is that i just didn't realize you were a fake fan is that so yeah i had no idea fair enough yeah no, um, so just, I guess, like, you not knowing most of the trivia that comes along with Voyager, was there anything that you were confused about? Is there anything that just went over your head? I mean, no, not really. Like, uh, <laughs> she also alters Sullivan to make him smarter before she deletes everyone and kisses him. Cool. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, not, not necessarily. Like, there's the thing about Star Trek, and this is something we talked about, Roe, on the, the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast is, mm -hmm. um, like all of the stories that happen are kind of the same story. You just kind of move the parts around a little bit. Um, you know, a, a guy who comes from the holodeck who becomes, you know, um, a, a crew member's lover. Well, you know, yeah. Reginald Barkley had the goddess of empathy, right? Uh, you know, and, and he had uh, number one, you know, uh, oh, oh, Beverly Crusher was stroking his hair. Mm -hmm. You know, Riker had a uh, minuet. You know, Riker had a couple, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Minuet obviously is a, is a highlight, but let's be honest. Yeah, he had he had a, hit a lot. Yeah, I mean, Jordy with um, no one. Dr. I don't Doctor Brahms. I don't like. Uh, did he? I don't even think he. Look, man. Jordy's the only person to go into a, a holodeck, ro- a romance holodeck uh, program and come out nothing. Look, he's come a out chief engineer, nothing. man. He makes his own schedule, right? Um, <laughs> sure, he does. You know the. You know, I didn't really get the the black and white killer clown, but I mean, you know, who, what else, right? Yeah. Um, the the thing, the best part of that episode is really that um, I think they like we're seeing a lot of characters transition in a very interesting way, very subtle but very interesting. Um, like Beckett and Boimler having their little pep talk where she's like, "Go save the ship. I don't need you. I don't need you here. I, I'm fine." Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think my favorite part of the episode is when Boimler shows up. And there's uh, Phillips. No, not Phillips. Um, uh, Shacks. No, not Shacks. Oh, the shoot. The Shaka. Yeah, that guy who who <laughs> broke who, who who broke his language. Like the early part of this is the Voyager was infested with cheese. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's speaks, not a line. He speaks uh, English. Tamarians, uh, I think. Is what yeah, Tamarians. Yeah. Um, it's him, Ransom, and uh, Rutherford. Rutherford. And he's like, "Get me out of here!" And he's like, "Sorry, I need an engineer." <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's part of his growth, right? Yeah. He's not listening to the direct order. He's doing what yeah. needs to be done well, I mean, to fix what's happening. It also would have taken right? like 0.5 seconds to get himself some extra extra help. Yeah, I mean, just you know, command officers are useless. That's what I learned from this episode. Yeah, um, I could have told you that. You mean the <laughs> you mean the executive level of any organization is uh, worthless? The second in command. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I I I, th- I really liked. Tindy in this episode, I thought she was a lot of fun. Um, she, she, trying to like brute force a relationship, <laughs> which is a very Tindy thing to do. Yeah, which is which is pretty neat. So no, I liked it. So okay, all right. I I uh, I didn't realize how much I enjoyed this the Voyager theme until watching it in this episode. Like it might be. It's in my top three. Like, I don't think anything beats the TNG theme or the, the, the motion picture theme, whatever one, whatever way you want to call it, whatever you heard it first. Uh, and I really, really like the Strange New Worlds theme. But I think Voyager might be my third favorite out of all of them. Kayshawn. Kayshawn, there you go. I mean, they're all better than uh, Faith of the Heart, <laughs> which is barely better than the remix version of Deep Space Nine's theme when they added the offbeat percussion to try to, like, speed it up, I guess. I will say that '90s Trek, the the intros are way too long. They're way they, too loud. Like, yeah, they're oh they're very gosh. loud. Yeah, but they're also like four or five minutes. Like it's it's stupid. It's so stupid. You could have cut out two or three uh, uh, minutes of that and give me more Star Trek. Um, do you agree with the eight point four? Uh, I mean, maybe if I was a little bit more familiar with the some of the subject matter, I'd probably bump it up a little bit. But I think eight and a half. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's, uh, let's shift gears and talk about the second episode. Do you not, do you not want to talk about the B story of, uh, do you want to talk about the B story? Yeah. I want to talk about the B story. (laughs) Like, um, the, the, the captain becoming bird person. Yeah. Whatever. Like, so she just like, she just comes along with the plan. Like there's no, there's, there's absolutely no self-preservation, man. Yeah. But, but this character doesn't exist yet. How how can the how can the brand new sentient being automatically fall in line with um, to Phillips? Have you met Captain Freeman? I'm just I'm just saying. Have like, you talked to Captain Freeman? Have you? Uh, I mean, no, have you not I've never to him, actually you, met Don Lewis. Have you? <laughs> that's a shame. Have you watched 
three other seasons of Lower Decks, of course her and the insecure therapist combined into one person are going to immediately jump to self-preservation. I'm Did you just, not hear the therapist go, don't try any self-care until I get there? Because <laughs> no, he's so I, happy that someone's calling him. I'm just asking, how is a brand new sentient being mm-hmm. automatically flipping this, like, like changing sides without there there's no context there's no explanation i get it it's a 20 25 minute long episode it's less yeah you gotta you gotta speed it up a little bit i'm just saying i feel like that's a plot hole i don't think it's a plot hole i, f- I feel like it's a plot hole that's i don't think that's how that works i, th- I, th- I think i think that is i'm just saying uh, i'm just glad like i was really concerned that they were gonna have to repeat the whole social or the whole uh ethical conversation around tuvix instead they just made it so bad that they had to fix it it's a giant Tuvix meatball. <laughs> get it done. Got to get it done. Uh, so you're sitting, you, you're, you're happy with the eight and a half? I think so. I think that eight and a half is good. I think if you're a big Voyager fan, um, that uh, it might, might rank a little higher. As long as you can take a joke. Like, let's be honest. Uh, Voyager, those, like, they're pointing, they're po- poking holes at all of the most ridiculous Voyager episodes. Um, and they, they do mention like, uh, like I think Talon or whatever, the, the Vulcan, uh, ensign, mm-hmm. like this, this, uh, this ship is outdated and smells like Borg. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that, that explains, uh, that explains it quite well, quite well. Yeah. I, uh, I laughed, I re I rewatched this episode and I think I might've laughed more the second time. Like I think the first so, time through, I'm like staring at everything, trying to like process what's happening. The second time, just laugh. Even if I'm okay. trying to make, I'm trying to write notes and I'm just. Probably because you're overcome. Catch stuff. Yeah. yeah, some of it, yeah, catches it catches you off guard. Uh, I guess my last question before we move on to the second episode. Actually, a couple of questions I'll ask you. We'll we'll break it down. We'll break it down. What accent did the transporter chief have? What was that? I think it was Welsh. Was it Welsh? I it Interesting. Was, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't quite place it. Mostly because I couldn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, that, that narrows it down. Uh, Bostonian <laughs> or Welsh? <laughs> Uh, second question: Do you have an idiot of this episode? I mean, is it the guy who's curating the museum for not finding the nano virus? No, for changing nano macro virus for, for not keeping it, you know, true to like true to form. He made he modified it, he made changes. He he added a hollow emitter so that you know, as at a, in a museum, I imagine a hollow emitter so you can like meet parts of the crew or see reenactments. I think that's legitimate. I'll tell you who the real idiot is, Chris. The real idiots, whoever programmed hollow emitters and their safeties to have a random option. <laughs> how does how does the, how do the safety on a holodeck have a random option? Worf. 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 Like I don't want to know if I'm going to get hurt or not. Like come on. Like what computer is level two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you don't have like it's ra- what does random even mean? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but no, the curator I, I, for not. I mean, the fact that they didn't find that macro virus on the Voyager for years then however long it takes to get it, you know, redone, uh, curated and restored. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a bit, it's a yeah, bit much. Some I learned about a lot of things in Star Trek in the most recent two episodes we watched. There's a lot of panels that you can take off. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's a ship. Like you yeah. have to be able to get to wherever you need to repair. I, yeah. Or... I mean, but, but they just like, I'd like bump into them. Mm. Right. You know, like, mm. yeah, I mean, you, you could have really, crappy sheetrock in your house but i feel like if i if i tripped and fell into a wall of my house and then a macro virus popped out i'd want to know i'm just saying she did just like barely knock on it this things will take a pro a photon torpedo pop (laughs) pops right off (laughs) yeah no you know you're right maybe it is the curator guy maybe it is maybe it's a starfleet corps of engineers for designing such a terrible ship i mean it wasn't the best (laughs) 
It's so dark. Like, how do they see? I don't know. I don't know. Um, are you good? Did you have anything else for episode one here? Um, I'm, the only questions I like that I probably are, are unanswerable at this point is who voiced the combined characters? Was it just both oh, of the I voice actors and they just kind of overlaid them? Because on IMDb, it doesn't have anything. So, really? Um, it would make sense that they would, but I don't know. Like They didn't sound like they were combined like that. Yeah. It's my only, it's my only like, unan- probably unanswerable yeah. question. Yeah. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't say, let me check Wicca. You know what? You know what we can check? Memory alpha. Not memory, not memory beta? Uh, well, it may be either one. <laughs> Let's how about, see. How about Wikipedia? I don't think Wikipedia is going to um, help us with, with this. You... you know, while you're looking that up, yeah. I, get, I, get, I, I guessed it on a podcast last night. Oh? On the Quest Me podcast. And um, don't question Starfleet Command. <laughs> You know. What is the Quest Me podcast? Oh, it's a uh, it is a Star Wars fandom podcast where they do uh, pretty much anything Star Wars, especially new new Star Wars. A lot of the Legends stuff. Uh, but it is a lot of fun with Josh, Justin, and Phil. It was, it was great. Check them out. Quest yeah. Me. It doesn't actually give. Yeah, Memory Alpha says unknown actor. Yeah, I wonder if it was just the same. It was the voice actors that just did some like overlaid it, and mixed it together. So. May because it didn't sound like Phillips or Taan. So. No, it didn't sound like it didn't sound like them at all. Um, and F- Captain Doctor Friggleman didn't sound like Captain Freeman or Miglimo at all. Uh, for the uh, record, Steph Straw Games, I'm not struggling with Star Trek lore. It's Star Trek lore that I don't know. But if mm. you want to talk about TOS Next Gen, feel free. <laughs> um, episode two of season four. They're also released at the same time, completely unrelated episode, more or less. There's a, there's a teeny bit of overlap, a little bottom, but uh, for the most part, uh, it is its own thing. Uh, I have no, I have no bones yet. I must flee. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Mariner tries to get demoted. Rutherford tries to get promoted. Boimler makes a big move. Uh, so there's there's a, a definite A and B story. Well, A, B, and C story yeah. going on here with a little bit of D story thrown in. Uh, which do you want to attack first? Uh, um, how about the Moopsie? Oh, A story. <laughs> Let's talk Moopsie. about the A story. I didn't realize Pokemon were in Star Trek. Yeah, so. of course they are. Uh, <laughs> so Mariner is trying to get demoted because she overhears... Shax and Ransom talking about how she's not going to be their problem for very much longer. Uh, so she assumes she's going to get demoted. So she's like, no, I'm going to get demoted on my terms. And so she uh, shows up to work in her workout. Cl- oh, I'm sorry. She's in her workout clothes because she walks into the gym where Shax and Ransom are talking about this. And mm-hmm. they're dressed in the leotards that Troy and Crusher wore in that one very odd clip from TNG. Um <laughs> Very glad to hear that those weird leotards are unisexual. It's nice. Um, anyways, so she shows up to work in her workout clothes, in her gym clothes, uh, determined to get demoted. Uh, and Ransom is doing a great job of trying not to get demoted, to not demote her and to try to support her and get her to work out all of her stupid issues. Um, their mission is uh, a classic menage uh, mission. Uh, two humans have been caught in a menagerie and they're there to get them. And on this menagerie is the most adorable little creature you've ever seen uh, called a moopsie. What does the moopsie do, Chris? Uh, it sucks your bones. It drinks your bones. 
How does that even work? <laughs> There's the Moopsie. Look how cute it is. And oh, it also waddles. It waddles around. And then it says Moopsie. Moopsie. Yeah. Moopsie. And waddles. Sucks your bones. Uh, so it turns into like an alien style horror episode as they're trying to figure out. I was trying to escape the Moopsie. Um, it almost destroys the entire space station slash menagerie. Um, this I think I speak for all of us, Chris. And hopefully I speak for you. I, I want a Moopsie plushie. <laughs> uh, as long as it doesn't drink my bones. I don't no, no, it, it will. I don't, then I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the best part. It drinks your bones. Uh, I think at one uh, near the end, they, uh, they trick it to go back into its cage by throwing teeth, little tiny bones <laughs> at it. <laughs> uh, do you think Ransom will keep those huge veneers? Well, I think well, Doctor Ta'an said the swelling would go down, right? Mm. So maybe that's yeah. I didn't think that the teeth swelled. Well, it's gums. Th- is that what it was that was making it big? Was the gums? I assume. I mean, oh, hopefully they'll, they'll probably never talk about it ever again. So maybe, maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing a moopsie uh, Easter egg and something else. So yeah. no, I just meant his his, oh, teeth. his teeth. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. His chompers. How'd you feel about the menagerie? Uh, <laughs> Like even the even the corn man calls it a menage at some point. He does, yeah. Like <laughs> and he was full of bones. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird. I don't know. I don't understand that. Um you're a plant person. How do you have bones? He's gotta walk and talk, man. I, I don't so? know. So I mean he's an alien. The sc- scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz didn't have any bones. No, he's a magic creature. You're trying to are you Oh, excuse me. Are you excuse trying me. to <laughs> are you trying to apply the logic of the Wizard of Oz to Star Trek? Oh, well, as as Geo once said that, um, you know, all magic or technology is sophisticated at a certain point becomes indistinguishable from magic. So You think G- is that what he, he said that? <laughs> <laughs> he said it once and then he said something else really funny. Um, he's in and out, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> moving, moving past that podcast. But, uh, uh, but when, I think when it comes down to it, uh, this episode, the A, B, and C stories are like kind of classic um, in a lot of ways, like, I mean, obviously Beckett is butting heads with Ransom, which is really sure. funny considering their history. Uh, I think that actually the funniest part of this episode was Boimler, because as someone who's moved around a lot, mm. um, and it's, it's, I believe that for yourself as well, Yeah, um, nothing is more annoying than finding a place and you're like, man, I really like this place. And then it's there's just one thing that stands out that you just can't really stand. Um, like I think I, in a particular apartment complex, I lived on the top floor and the people that were directly across from me, mm-hmm. um, seemed to be nice people on the surface, but, um, one of them was always cheating on the other. And so oh. in the middle of the night, they would argue constantly. And I remember once it was like two or three in the morning. Um, the guy came home and, and, and his, his lady friend, his special lady friend had a guy over. Uh-oh. So he like this, these two gentlemen, and I use the term loosely, like dragged each other out into the, the little foyer, little courtyard next to my apartment and started yelling at each other and woke me up. And I just, I walked out and leaned over my balcony and I said, guys, she's not worth it. <laughs> Pick this up in the morning, man. It's like 3 a.m. Go to sleep. Um <laughs> So, no, I get it. I mean, it wasn't a bright red light. It's a little different. Um, but, uh, or being stuck in between two holodecks, you know. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's had a, 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 an apartment, a wall mate that was way too loud. Sure, um, yeah. You know, maybe they weren't decapitating Robin Hood, but hey. They had I'm a subwoofer here, up not, against I, the wall. I'm not here to judge. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, really, I feel like the, the, a, the B and C stories were, f- and there's a bunch I probably missed, 
if this is true, but I feel like it was a bunch of Seinfeld references. Rutherford. Yes. Rutherford. And just, well, I, you know. well, cause when he said, what's he say? Levitt? I don't remember. Livix says his name is like Livix. Yeah. Levitt, well, yeah. Like I feel like I feel like Jerry would say that, and he also said it during that Acura commercial with Jay Leno. Mm. Where he's like Leno, and he does the fist thing. And he does the fist, but yeah, it's exactly so. that's exactly what it is. Not to mention uh, this meme I stole from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on there? The cell's right there, Jerry. The bright red light. Like the whole time that was happening, I, I was watching with Cat, and I was like, "This is he's just got a dim." Yeah, the windows, right? Like they go up next to things all the time. They've got to dim the windows. And the fact right. that it came full circle and that's what they did is like, okay, good. I'm not like going crazy. You easily could have dimmed the windows you can, or tinted no, them or whatever. There's no curtains. There's, no, there's, there's nothing you could do, man. <laughs> nothing you could do. I mean, I have nothing for the soundproofing or the lack thereof, but yeah. yeah. Man, these walls uh, are thin. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it's all command, like bridge crew living out some weird fantasies on either side of them. Yeah, he's like just shoving the the bed around. I think that was one of the in the episode where Barkley we were talking about earlier. Yeah, when he goes on the holodeck, like where did he find the time? Like not not for his duties, right? Because everyone's got time off. But like, when would he be able to get time on the holodeck? Like, how many of them are there? Question one. Question two. How long is the wait list? There, like, yeah. <laughs> like, right? is, well, he's an engineer, so does he just edit the the logs? Or Don't whatever? you dare <laughs> accuse. Lieutenant Broccoli of <laughs> that type of subterfuge. I'm just saying, like, you know, just, you know, Worf's like, I got to get my calisthenics in. Barkley again? God, he gets here before me every time. Like, well, I do don't you know. think that, I don't know, there's as many as the plot needs there to be. One. Two, there's probably some that are reserved for, like, different tiers. Like, especially on, like, the Enterprise, right? Like, you had all yeah. of the civilians. They had theirs, right? Maybe they're smaller. Maybe they're different, right? There's probably a few that are reserved for, like, your your upper, upper deckers, as it were, you know? Um, with the way they work and the way that the holodeck, like, bends the space to make you feel like it's much bigger than it is, I mean, they could have easily run two different programs at the same time on a single holodeck, at least in TNG, right? And just, I, don't, I mean, I assume. So maybe, yeah. maybe that's the thing. I don't know. Yeah. I, I stick by my original statement, and the engineers just edit the they edit the sign up sheet. You think that's what it is? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like the holodeck time was a a constant plot or subplot point in Voyager because they only had a couple of them, and that, so there was like a sign up sheet, and it was like, yeah, I got thirty minutes of holodeck time coming to me. You can't do this to me. Like, don't. <laughs> I have to go. You know, this is it. Question answer. What would your holodeck experience be? I mean, besides the obvious. Uh, what would the obvious be? No, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, it's, I assume it's just like playing a video game, right? So yeah, there's probably a lot of different ones out there. I mean, all of the uh, the telenovela ones are a little lame, but I'm sure there's there's all sorts of action ones and whatnot. I don't know. You could go anywhere and do anything. What would you do? Uh, Steph Strauss says that she would do holodeck sports like that. Um, what was that? Kendo, Kendo Ken Kai? Yeah. Or whatever they were yeah. doing. Like that. The world's most... <laughs> It's supposed to date like the galaxy's most efficient martial art, which seems kind of dumb to just have a visor down. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna fight you, but the only way I know where you are is if our sticks, if we gingerly touch our tips, right? Um, Dad, have you been cheating this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, they, you think in the future they'd get some uniforms that fit. Oh, um, there's the uh, yeah, I. You know, I think that like Picard has it right. He just picked the wrong 
novel. Well, he's like on the the crime noir thing. He wouldn't be yeah. Dick Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. As I'm saying, like I think I think he had the right idea. Is yeah. I probably really would get lost in a book somewhere. Sure. Um, you know, just I probably would just be like a Hobbit. You, yeah, like not Frodo or Bilbo or Mary or Pippin or Sam. I would just be one of the one of the ones that got cut for the movies, the, the Brandy <laughs> books. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> just chilling, chilling in the chilling in a Hobbit hole. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I I don't know. I think it would just just take a movie or video game and up it. Some action yeah. thing would be a lot of fun. Um, but also, like at the end of the day, like the, that's the the main difference, right, between the holodeck like doing that type of thing in the holodeck versus uh, like actually just reading the book. I mean, one is sitting down and relaxing at the end of a long day. Maybe you're, maybe you're, uh, you know, sipping on something. The other one is more work. <laughs> yeah. Like it might be fun and look what we're doing, but it is a lot more physical activity. So it really just depends. You don't want to do gravitational calculus with Einstein? No. You don't want to do that? No, not really. Mm. I uh, have zero interest actually. You don't, want to do, you don't want to do a Sherlock Holmes adventure? Uh, uh, cowboy, you want to be the Western? What was right? the? Just do um, what was the Dungeons and Dragons? Batleths and something. <laughs> Batleths and battle scars. I think. So, it was like, no, it was some other. It was some other Klingon word, but, uh, but yeah, we could just do that. Let's. Are you looking it up? Yeah, of course I am. Klingon D and D. No. Oh, okay. Batleths and binach. 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 Interesting. Yeah, we just do that. We just be Klingons. Just <laughs> ultimate cultural appropriation. And why the hell not? Maybe maybe your holodeck experience is you reading a book, but like on a beach, right? Mm-hmm. Or like a, like next to a like a nice sure. fire. Sure. Like does, the, does the fire give off heat in the holodeck? I don't know. I mean, I imagine it would. Yeah, they can make it warm. Like, I think in in Discovery they have like holograph, holograph basically like little mini hollow emitters in their rooms they can like do that type of thing oh yeah okay yeah i don't know if it's as in depth as a holodeck but and i don't actually maybe it was just the captain's like quarters or something i don't i don't really remember um but i mean that makes sense right thousand years in the future they're going to be able to do all sorts of extra stuff with the holodeck why the heck not it's true it's true yeah did you uh you watched all of the last uh season of strange new worlds yeah Okay, uh, so agree or disagree? Eight point <laughs> one no. for I have no bones. Yeah, I must flee. Eight point oh, it dropped while we were talking. <laughs> I feel like this episode is probably like, in my opinion, yeah, like just as a Star Trek episode, probably an eight. But in okay. terms of just like a good episode of television, I think it's a nine and a half. Sure, like, I think it's really good. Like, um, we didn't even really necessarily touch on um, Rutherford. Like apparently, it's turned down plenty of promotions. He's like, yeah, you know, when I saved the Cerritos from the, the blah blah blah, when I did the blah 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 and the blah blah blah. Yeah, he's do the, he does that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, like him just chasing praise from Billups. I'm sorry, Phillips, which is which is amazing. Um, the uh, I also I did you notice that Shaq's called Boimler Baby Bear? Yeah, yeah. He's still I, his bridge buddy. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, he's baby bear. Yeah, um, helped him move, helped him get somewhere new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes thought, sense. I think as an episode of television, I thought it was great. Yeah, um, Star Trek wise, still sure. pretty good. Solid nine for me. I think that um, 
I think both episodes are about on par, but if you're not into the Voyager references, this one's, I think, a step up. Um, and I like the, the little bit, a little bit of continuation with the character story and with them being newly promoted and them trying to move and her trying to get demoted for whatever dumb reason, uh, and, you know, and them kind of working through those things for, for comedy or not, right, um, is nice. But the actual, like, story of the episode being, you know, just brand new, it's a, it's a nice, uh, uh, nice way of going about it. Um, we are, we got, I mean, what is it, eight more weeks of Star Trek Lower Decks? Um, we'll be setting up, we'll be doing every episode. Uh, we'll be most likely streaming it all. Uh, I'm not sure which day we'll try to announce that. Uh, as we, we figured out over this weekend, this was kind of last minute, um, trying to uh, trying to get everything sorted. Uh, as you know, like we talk about a lot where we don't like research whatever it is we watch. We also don't prep <laughs> for or think ahead more than two days. Uh, so everything's last, everything's last minute. Um, but no, we'll be doing that over the next eight weeks. Uh, maybe we'll throw in some super, super short treks, uh, eps as well as we're going through on top of whatever our normal, uh, zombie filled stuff is. Um, oh, I almost forgot. Did you have an idiot of episode two? Um, besides the humans that let the moopsie out and murdered I that mean, guy? It's kind of Rutherford. Mm. I mean, I get it that he wants to hang out with his homies, but... Um, and maybe it's different, right? Like, because in, in, in the Federation, there's no money. Right. You know, I, I don't understand how people still have property, but it's not my business. Um, like, it, it's not like his pension's going to get better. So, like, sure. you know, higher sure. rank, higher responsibility. But, yeah. like, the fact that he's just never, like, and maybe it's just Rutherford's character for him to just be like, yeah, I'm just never going to ask for any of the promotions well, that I deserve. It, it but, also kind of explains away how he wasn't promoted by then for all of the amazing things he'd done up to that yeah. point, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's just best line in the episode when he's like, I can't believe you weren't promoted. He's like, yeah, well, I broke Voyager. Engineers don't get promoted for breaking, breaking things. things. <laughs> <laughs> so you think of Rutherford? I, I mean... If we're not counting the humans that let the moopsie out on purpose, it's got to be the corn man that kept the bone-drinking monster in his menage. Next to the swamp gobblers. Next to the swamp gobblers. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> Moves. Oh, man. Oh. Moopsie. Fantastic. Moopsie. Fantastic. Moopsie. All right. Uh, obviously, we're doing a lot of Star Trek. If you have any... Uh, other straight to stream or straight to DVD style science fiction that we should check out. Let us know uh, sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com. Uh, you can also hit us up on all the social medias uh, at sci-fi wise guys. I say all of them. There's new ones every day. So maybe, but all the big ones <laughs> uh, we should be there. Uh, you're going to let us know there either uh, just add us or DM us either way is fine. Stay healthy, stay hydrated and uh, take the promotions that you get. Yeah, because they don't always come around a second time. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> Bye, also, guys. Also, don't keep a bone drinking alien. Yeah, anywhere. don't a bo- don't keep a bone drinking alien anywhere yeah. around you. Bye. So is it? Yeah. All right. Um, let me make sure that I am solid. I will make sure that I am gaseous. Oh, and cat, you're liquid. <laughs> Team. Liquid. Yeah. Who's plasma?
uh, I don't know. We actually just like went live as you asked that question. Oh. No context for that whatsoever <laughs> in the recording. Uh, you know what, uh, Phenom, you're plasma. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here. <laughs>